Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We are down to the final four teams of football season. Kansas City and Cincinnati rematch last year's AFC Championship. San Francisco is back to avenge their loss against the up-and-coming Eagles. The stage is set, and BetOnline has you covered with all of the props, odds, promos, and parlays for championship weekend. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. Good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live On the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is our first of two post-game shows for the biggest weekend of the NFL season. It's the 49ers and the Eagles going at it right now. Because it's halftime of the game when we're recording this. I wanted to put together a halftime show that's also a post-game show because it's a podcast. You won't hear it until after the game is over. And if something totally changes in the game that makes all of this irrelevant, I will throw it out the door. But because it's halftime of the game and so much shit has gone down in the NFC Championship game, I wanted to hop on the microphone for 10 to 15 minutes and talk about the 49ers and the Eagles. And let's get the big stuff out of the way. First of all, Brock Purdy got hurt on the second drive of the game when it was 7-0 San Francisco and the 49ers ran a touchdown drive in which Christian McCaffrey gained all 46 yards and had one of the most amazing runs that I have seen in the NFL all season where he goes from being tackled for a two-yard loss to breaking contact to then going 20 yards into the end zone juking out a second defender, breaking a third tackle is just absolutely incredible. So that's the real like football-y type stuff that I wanted to talk about. Okay, yeah, that's cool. The other parts that I wanted to touch on are kind of the funny parts of watching this game, which is Hassan Reddick early on in the game. So first of all, so Hassan Reddick gets the strip sack of Brock Purdy that leads to Brock Purdy going out of the game with the elbow injury. So then Josh Johnson comes into the game after they forced a punt, by the way, like they act, they forced the Eagles to punt the ball back to San Francisco. The punt went through the back of the end zone. So in actuality, it was only like a 26 yard punt. So San Francisco got a good break on that one, like getting the ball at the 20 yard line after the Brock Purdy turnover that didn't actually hurt them at all because the Eagles punted and they got the ball at the 20. So immediately after that on second down and 10 with Josh Johnson in the game, 
the 49ers call a play action pass and on the play action pass they just leave Hassan Reddick totally unblocked just totally unblocked up the middle and Tyler Croft is supposed to be the guy blocking him Croft misses the block not going to blame Tyler Croft totally forgot he was even still in the NFL so Tyler Croft misses the block and by the time Johnson comes out of the bootleg Reddick is literally a foot away from Johnson. When he turns his head, Reddick is a foot away from him. And so at that point, Johnson's like, ah, shit, just got to go protect myself. But protect myself before I protect the football. Because as he's falling to the ground, Hassan Reddick literally rips the football out of his hands. And by the time both of them roll on the ground, Hassan Reddick is holding the football in his hands. Now, Johnson was clearly down before Reddick took the football out of his hands. But the fact that Johnson is like so concerned about getting hit that he just leaves the football in front of him. And Reddick, you can see in the slow motion replay, I've watched this play five times already and it was the hardest I've laughed in weeks watching sports watching Hassan Reddick drill Josh Johnson and for Josh Johnson to say oh I'm bracing for contact but I'm not gonna protect the football is absolutely beautiful to watch because when they both roll on the ground Reddick does a somersault over Josh Johnson he tackles him to the ground he his body spins over Johnson's head and he lands on his butt with a somersault and the football it's my favorite play I've seen the entire season it was laugh out loud funny and as I'm laughing out loud funny at this play where Josh Johnson good where Hassan Reddick, second in the league in sacks, goes unblocked, straight up the gut, and hits Josh Johnson one second after completing a a bootleg where he takes the football away. As I'm laughing at this, the 49ers get a delay of game, which was just hilarious to follow that up with a delay of game because it's like, oh, this thing is totally going to flop because Josh Johnson is quarterbacking a team against the best defense in the NFL. And you know what? It's kind of funny that in my mind I also said, look, it doesn't matter at all. The 49ers, Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo looked like top 10 quarterbacks in this offense. Josh Johnson can look competent in this offense, enough to win a gross 14 to 10 game and I sent this to our friend Juju Talk Sports because when that sequence of plays happen and they punt back to Philadelphia and Philadelphia gets the ball I believe at the 50 yard line in a 7-0 game Juju says oh this game's over right and my response to that is I've seen Kyle Shanahan win two playoff games in which Jimmy Garoppolo did not complete a pass for two hours and nine minutes of real time and that is a true fact Jimmy Garoppolo did not complete a pass for two hours and nine minutes against the Green Bay Packers in the 2019 NFC Championship game and the response to that might be oh well Jimmy Garoppolo didn't need to pass because they were up by so many points the second time it happened was when Jimmy Garoppolo beat the Green Bay Packers last year in a snowing Lambeau field didn't complete a pass for two hours 
of real time, and the 49ers won that game against the Packers on a blocked field goal and a blocked punt for touchdowns. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, of course the 49ers still have a chance to win that game. Kyle Shanahan's done it before. Damn it if he won't do it again. (laughs) Um, And then San Francisco tied the game at 7-7. And then, you know, reality set in, which is the Eagles were favored against the 49ers. And if you just make the offense, let's run Wildcat to Christian McCaffrey, it's probably going to be really hard (laughs) to win the game. By the way, the the other flip side of that is the 49ers still have the best defense in the NFL. And the reason I bring that up is because... The San Francisco 49ers pinned the Eagles at the goal line. And what happened after that was Jalen Hurts ran a read option play where Nick Bosa was the person they were optioning out. And they were trying to get Jalen Hurts off the edge or they were trying to get Gainwell up the middle. Because the other thing that's funny is the Eagles basically said, unless they give us runs up the middle, we ain't running design plays up the middle. Every run play you've seen up the middle, except for the first Miles Sanders touchdown, but every run play they've ran up the middle is an option play. You can call a run up the middle, and if the 49ers take that away, we're going to run with Jalen Hurts. And by the way, it was super good defensively. Jalen Hurts started the game when it was 7-7, and the Eagles were running that touchdown drive that went six minutes long or six and a half minutes in the second quarter. At that time, the Eagles... Had ne- or Jalen Hurts had negative one rushing yards in the game. The 49ers were scheming away the defense. That play I was just talking about where they had the ball at the goal line, on second down they ran a read option, and it was Nick Bosa's job to guard both options. Bosa was guarding the running back option and the quarterback option, and he almost got a safety out of it. It was like the most impressive play I've seen all season from a defensive player. And I saw Micah Parsons beat a double team and sack a quarterback earlier this year. And I also saw Nick Bosa push Colton Miller into Jared Stidham to force an interception. It was just incredible to see him almost get the safety while he was guarding the running back and the quarterback and was able to get in the backfield. Matched up on a pro bowler in Lane Johnson. Matched up against a pro bowler. He was able to get into the backfield and knock both options before the play could even develop and almost got a safety for San Francisco. So... Back to the game after that. So San Francisco's moving the ball down the field. It's 7-7, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And then uh, the Eagles move the ball down the field. San Francisco committed a ton of penalties. That was the other serious analysis that I forgot to talk about. Oh, yeah, San Francisco committed a whole bunch of penalties, and the refs were against them because the Devonta Smith catch shouldn't have been a catch, but they couldn't get the replay review in quick enough for a camera angle that proved... Devonta didn't catch it so congratulations 49ers fans if you had the we got screwed by the refs on your bingo card you got to cross it off early in the game so by that point it either compounded the frustration or you didn't have to worry about it anymore as someone who has been around a lot of 49ers fans this week because I'm here in Sacramento in NorCal I did 49ers local radio this week as someone who's been around 49ers fans all week I'm guessing they probably didn't take the, okay, we've already got the, we, we, we can laugh at the fact that the refs screwed us out of that play, even though it was a really difficult play to decipher. 
that you could ultimately make that call with a replay review angle that you couldn't really see all that well. But point being, it was just really, really interesting and funny to watch that play out for um, the 49ers fans early in game. But anyways, the 49ers commit a whole bunch of penalties right before the Kenneth Gainwell run that got him inside the red zone. I think it was like 17 yards and it was the longest play since, oh, other than the McCaffrey run, I think it was the longest play of the game since Devonta Smith's catch, which was on the first drive of the entire game. I'm guessing that was the case because prior to the touchdown drive where McCaffrey had all 46 yards, the two teams combined for 29 yards of offense in the 14 minutes after Brock Purdy got hurt. Between the two teams, a combined 29 yards of offense. Um, And then right before Gainwell had that big run that set him up in the red zone, I was laughing at the graphic on the screen that said Eagles 10 plays, 34 yards, six minutes off the clock. And they had the ball, I believe, at the 41 yard line. If they started at the 25, which I don't remember where they started that drive out at, but if they started at the 25, they had the ball at the 41 yard line. And from the 41 yard, it took them six minutes to get from the 25 to the 41 yard line. And I was like, that's what the Eagles, that's what the 49ers wanted to do on offense. The 49ers wanted 10 plays, 34 yards, six minutes. I thought it was like really cool that the Eagles came back out and they were like, this is how we're going to run our offense. We're going to go third and two, run two run plays with Jalen Hurts from our own 34. We're going to go for it on fourth down. We're going to go penalty to pick up a first down on third down. We're going to go short pass, short pass, run play with Jalen Hurts that gets blown up. And then eventually the outside run to Kenneth Gainwell was the thing that ended up breaking the 49ers defense. And when they broke the 49ers defense, it was on a play where they ran an option with Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Gainwell. And Greg Olson was showing this on the broadcast like Fred Warner was standing still because he got he finally got faked out by the zone read offense and the Eagles ended up breaking a 20 yard run because Fred Warner was the one who was playing contain on Jalen Hurts and Hurts recognized that and they handed off to Gainwell and Gainwell ended up breaking for a giant run and then the Eagles scored a touchdown and then Josh Johnson dropped the football and then after Josh Johnson dropped the football Hassan Reddick recovered he kind of did that Cam Newton thing right where he like kind of throws his body at the ball just kind of trying to like do uh, what? What's the meme? The Drake doing the reach out your hand meme. You know, Josh Johnson was slowly trying to do that thing on the on the fumble, and he ended up recovering it. Or I'm sorry, Hassan Reddick ended up recovering it, and then the Philadelphia Eagles went and scored a touchdown immediately because the 49ers got a face mask when they were about to hold them to a field goal. So that's a four point swing that went against them, and now it's 21 to seven. And I'm thinking there's a possibility I might not even need to do a full post-game show for this game. I mean, we've done most of the post-game already. I'm sure we're going to watch what happens the rest of the way. But right now, we just came back from the second half. It's third down and 13 for San Francisco. They almost got a delay of game. And right now, they are looking like they're about to punt back to the Philadelphia Eagles with no sight of Brock Purdy anytime soon. This is a tough, tough break for San Francisco. Let's see what they do on 3rd and 13. 
Johnson taking the snap. One second on the play clock. Rushing four, got pressure on the quarterback. Oh, they got a first down to Kittle. How about that? They got a 20-yard play to George Kittle. All right, so we'll see what happens to San Francisco on this drive. Should I keep doing a live show? This is always a dangerous game when you do a podcast, but it's live watching the game. So this is the first drive of the second half. San Francisco just had a third and 13. George Kittle just picked up a 27-yard completion. uh, I'm sorry, 23-yard completion. It was his second catch of the entire game, and San Francisco is slowly trying to get back into this game. And Look, they're down 14 points, and Josh Johnson's capable enough as a quarterback. I know it's been a really rough start for him. At the same time, I reiterate, Shanahan's done it twice before. Once, Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. That's kind of my thinking going into this one. Oh, I forgot to mention on the drop fumble where um, Josh Johnson like just drops the football and then tries to tries to pick it up and keep the play alive, but then the ball just kind of rolls away from him slowly but steadily, and he can't really land on it. Oh, they called a delay of game. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my god, they just called a fourth delay of game on San Francisco. L O L O L O L O L that they just called another delay of game on San Francisco. Anyways, back to what I was saying before. So when he drop fumbles it and then like tries to pick it up, but then then eventually decides to fall on it. But by then he's got Hassan Reddick, who I I mentioned earlier, stripped a football, like just took a football out of his hands because he went unblocked up the middle. On that play sequence, I think Trent Williams like big time false started on the play. And, like, maybe I'll go back and see what happened, but if they call a stop on that play, maybe it's only 14-7 to instead of 21-7. to I think, like, the 49ers committing a fuck ton of penalties almost could have helped them by not turning the ball over on that play, which is just a terrible space to find yourself in. It's like, we inadvertently committed a turnover, that, or we inadvertently committed a false start that saved us from something much worse happening. Like, that's just a terrible space to be rooting for. When you're rooting for your own team to commit a penalty because something absolutely worse just happened, that's not a fun space to find yourself in. It's where San Francisco was, and I don't know. It, I Again, I'll have to go back and rewatch it. I'm pretty sure Trent Williams' mega false started on that play. Also, San Francisco has another third and 14, and I think Josh Johnson just got hit Is he going to get concussion tested? Oh, his head hit the back of the ground. Oh my gosh. They're going to have to... Okay, so Brock's going to have to go in there with the injured elbow while Josh Johnson gets concussion tested. Wow, that's a uh, a really tough situation to find yourself in if you're San Francisco. Yeah, Brock Purdy's got to come in the game on third and 14 with an elbow the size of a grapefruit. Wow, this is going to be really interesting to watch. Okay, Brock, let's see what happens here. Third and 14. By the way, San Francisco's average third down distance in this game is 13.7 yards. <laughs> it's just brutal out here. Okay, Brock, let's let's have your hero's moment. Uh, it's going to hand off to McCaffrey, and he's not going to get it. Okay, they're going to punt. Yeah, I'm going to guess that Brock probably can't throw the football, and that's why he's uh, in there in that situation. 
It's better than running Kyle Juszczyk as the emergency fullback. They just needed needed Brock to hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, and uh, they didn't pick up the first down. So they're just playing field positioning, which is, again, a really shitty position to find yourself in <laughs> when you're just fighting for field positioning and wishing that penalties are called on your own team to avoid fumbles and turnovers that lead to you being down 21-7 to in a playoff game. All right, I guess I should go back to watching the second half of this game. So in the meantime, to signify the passing of time, let's play our Jimmy Garoppolo parody song that we made last year thinking Jimmy Garoppolo would get traded and then got to use all season basically to talk about the 49ers. So here's the Jimmy Garoppolo weatherman song from Groundhog Day. Garoppolo drops back to throw. You're gonna lose the game. The seasons come and seasons go. The Niners need a change. If you don't throw check downs, you're gonna take a sack. Jimmy G is warming up. Yeah, he's your quarterback. No, don't throw it. Interceptions drive us all insane. Phones are calling. Ron Rivera wants to make a trade. If a rookie QB isn't in your plans, just call San Francisco up. They got your quarterback. They say he's smart, and he wins games. That don't mean a thing. If since week one, Trey Lance had played, the 49ers would have had a ring. If your team's rebuilding, talent's what you lack. Trade two picks for Jimmy G. Now he's your quarterback. All right, and we are back into the future, except it's the past because this is a podcast. All right, so Josh Johnson's out of the game, guessing it's a concussion thing, haven't gotten any confirmation, or I just wasn't listening closely enough on the broadcast. Josh Johnson's gone. Brock Purdy can't make throws other than screen passes. They, 49ers punted. They are averaging now 14 yards per third down attempt, which means that the 49ers on average are going backwards negative four yards every every first and ten that reaches a third down. They are going backwards by four yards on average. So yeah, that's not great. Um, the Eagles have the ball at midfield, and the reason I, I got back on here, it's third and six. There's four minutes to go in the third quarter. The reason I got back on now is... 
if the Eagles get to 24, which might happen on this play, because again, they're at the 50-yard line, it's third and six. If they pick up a first down, they'll theoretically be in field goal range. And if they just get a field goal, it's over. If they get to 24, they're beating San Francisco. Three-possession lead. San Francisco's barely going to have three possessions the rest of the game. Jalen Hurts going deep. Oh, incomplete. Okay. So it looks like they are going to punt. Congratulations, San Francisco. You're still in this game. If the Eagles get to 24, this one's over. As long as they don't, like, commit a dumb penalty. I'm, I'm not a dumb penalty. A dumb turnover, like a pick six or an interception that sets the 49ers up with first and goal. Like, even if you even if you throw an interception that sets up the 49ers for first and goal, you still might have a chance to win that game because you can probably hold the 49ers to a field goal. But now they have to punt. Oh, you got to be kidding me. They just ran over the punter. Yeah, they just ran over the punter. Wow, that was stupid. <laughs> wow, that was a really stupid job by San Francisco. I, In fairness, my, my comedy brain is kicking in right now, and I'm like, yeah, they kind of had to block that punt in order to win. Kind of like how they had to block a punt in order to beat the, the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau with a team that was the best in the NFL last year in the middle of a snowstorm with an offense that scored six points on offense is kind of the same strategy for San Francisco, which was, yeah, we kind of have to get that blocked punt for touchdown in order to generate offense. So yeah, the, the 49ers are kind of screwed. They, they, the, the comedy brain says they were trying to block a punt desperately because they knew they couldn't move the ball on offense but my normal football watching brain says, ah, oh, man, you just messed up real bad because now the Eagles get first down either at the 35 or the 45. I haven't seen if it's a roughing or running into the kicker, but they either get the ball at the 45 or the 35, and that means that the Philadelphia Eagles are one first down away from winning. It, one first down and a made kick. Oh, they called roughing. Okay, so that they're 35-yard line. The Eagles might not even be one first down away. The, the Eagles might be realistically four yards away from kicking a field goal to win this game and there goes Jalen Hurts picking up a first down all right so in the spirit of this postgame show and the fact that I'm uh, going to get set for Kansas City and Cincinnati in between if the Eagles make a field goal on this drive we're ending the postgame show before the game comes to an end we're ending it before the fourth quarter if the Eagles go up by 17 points it's over. And if the 49ers come back to win, this let the record show on this podcast that I said the game was over. If the Eagles can score a touchdown or kick a field goal or just make it a three-score game, it's over. Because I don't think San Francisco is going to get the ball more than three times the rest of the game. Which means that San Francisco is going to either need a dumb-dumb turnover by Philadelphia, like a pick six or a strip six, or they're going to need a drive with close field positioning and a conversion on a fourth down because you know they're probably going to end up getting to a fourth down at some point in order to win this game. So the Eagles, they're running with Jalen Hurts. There's two minutes to go. Just kill the clock, kick a field goal. You're going to win. They're in the same circumstance as Cincinnati last week against Buffalo when it was 24-10. to 10. If you just make it three scores, game is over. They're not coming back. Offense isn't putting up numbers to, to move the ball quickly enough. 
They can barely get seven. Just don't let him get to 17. Jalen Hurts broke a tackle and got a first down. And Diamador Lenore shoved him out of bounds after the play. That's a 14-yard pickup. First and goal at the three for the Eagles. Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Go Birds! I'm not actually an Eagles fan, but Go Birds is the spiritual power of the Eagle fandom who are about to burn so much shit to the ground in Philadelphia, about to commit so much arson, so many fun videos all throughout the internet because the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl with like the coolest 30 for 30 I can think of in football going right now. Like Jalen Hurts, 26-2 and at Alabama, benched in the championship game for Tua, who comes back and wins, stays at Alabama as the backup, comes in for an injured Tua in the SEC championship game against the same Georgia team he got benched for in the championship the year before, leads a 14-point fourth quarter comeback, transfers to Oklahoma, finishes second in the Heisman, goes from being undrafted to being the guy who gets drafted in the second round. He ends up being the victor in the Carson Wentz-Nick Foles debate that we spent two years talking about. Ends up getting the Eagles starting quarterback job from Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Ends up the starter full-time for the Eagles and now is an MVP candidate about to go to the Super Bowl. It's just like five careers in one for Jalen Hurts. And now they've got second and goal. They're going to pile in and try and push for the goal line. And I thought it was going to be a perfect confluence of events, but he got stuffed. So now it's third and goal at the one. But again, we're doing the celebration of the Eagles, the celebration of Jalen Hurts. They're going to the Super Bowl with this crazy story. And by the way, he's only 24 years old and he's been 26-2 and as the starter at Alabama. Benched and spent a year as the backup at Alabama. And then came in and led them to an SEC championship as the backup. Then goes to Oklahoma and almost wins the Heisman, which felt like a whole separate career of Jalen Hurts' career. Then there's the beginning of his time in Philadelphia when it's Wentz or Hurts. They couldn't possibly bench Carson. Carson's the $31 million quarterback. No, we're going to bench Carson, go to Jalen, trade Carson, make the playoffs with Jalen, then have the best offense in the NFL, have Jalen take over as the MVP candidate quarterback of the Eagles. And now, five years later, the Eagles are back in the Super Bowl. And on third and goal at the one, they're going to QB sneak again. Dallas Goddard's going to push. And Jalen Hurts is going to score a touchdown that will seal the Philadelphia Eagles' trip to Super Bowl 57. Fly, Eagles, fly. And as our friend Ryan Nanny, a.k.a. Celebrity Hot Tub, who memed himself into becoming an Eagles fan, would say, Go Birds! Go Birds!